This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Humberto Carrillo and you're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 225. My name is Nick Howell. And Big E says he wants to have a mailman gimmick, but Angel Garza is the only one consistently delivering a package. My oh! name is Sir Ian Dangerous. Oh, and welcome to the show. <laughs> That's right. We are on the, it's the last week before money in the bank over at WWE, and it's a it's a pretty straightforward show today, Nick. We're just talking about, yeah. about Raw, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the day, Nick. To come very soon when Vince McMahon, in an attempt to be topical, has Asuka and Kyrie Sane dressed in Bumblebee costumes and calling themselves the Murder Hornets. So we have a lot to discuss today. Uh, pretty much just, pretty much just Raw. But there's a lot of things on Raw that were very shocking. Returns, people, people qualifying for Money in the Bank, lots of headbutts. It was an entertaining Raw, uh, as entertaining as it can be without a crowd. <laughs> yeah. So many things to discuss, Nick. Uh, first things first, though, how are you? I'm good. We got some thunderstorms rolling in, so heads up, guys. If everything freezes up all of a sudden, my power went out. So we'll hang in there. We'll hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everything's good. Uh, we're safe. We got food, all kinds of good stuff. We're starting to venture to out from time to time as we uh, need to resupply. It's happening very much over the south, uh, throughout the south, so... Yeah, it's a little risky, but uh, you're seeing a lot more leeway than I'm willing to give uh, at this time. So we're only doing it when sure. absolutely necessary. How about yourself? How's SoCal doing right now? It's hot as balls here right now, yeah. but it's uh, luckily my my halfway decent AC is running 24-7, so the house stays in the 70s. So th that is good for me and for the pups. So, yes. yes, staying safe, staying sane as much as is reasonably possible and consuming Lots and lots of wrestling that doesn't have an audience, which is, is still, I can't get over it. It's absolutely bizarre. And it's going to be a while, it seems, before we actually have crowds back. So it's not, uh, it's not something that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how to comprehend that. It, the novelty's cool. starting to wear off a little bit, isn't it? It's, it's starting to get to the point where I'm really starting to notice and it's starting to like grate on me a little bit. They've done all they can with turning the hard cam 90 degrees to the other side where it's facing the ramp. They've done all the different camera angles and more close-up shots. and like They're trying. I want to give them plenty of credit for trying and innovating and doing diff things differently, but it's still very I, noticeable. I like how you <laughs> say the novelty wore off. It had about two weeks of novelty, yeah. and I think everyone was done with it. And now we're just like, all right, we'll put up with it 
in order to get through this. But, Nick, we've got a show to do. Uh, yes. Let's do a little housekeeping, and then let's get into talking about Monday Night Raw. Before I jump in, Nicholas Yates already with 199 in the Super Chat says, let's start it off right. early. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much, Mr. Yates. Thank you, Nick. That's Thank a you, very Thank good you, first name you have there as well, sir. <laughs> Not that you're partial. Come over and join us on Facebook, guys. Just search for Busted Wide Open. Like our page and send us a join request to get into the group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. Uh, you can find all kinds of good memes, fun news stories, all kinds of stuff over there in Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Find the link as soon as possible to our Discord community, either in the description here below on YouTube or pinned across our social media profiles because that's going to be a happening place on Sunday for Money in the Bank. We will have a live chat for... Uh, watch party for the pre-show, live chat for the rest of the entirety of the main show. Always a good time to be in Discord and in our live chats for all of our shows all throughout the week and the, for the pay-per-views. But make sure you get into the Discord. That's where a lot of the action happens when we're off air is in Discord. Uh, I got I covered Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. We stream live right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash busted wide open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Mm. Eastern, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, as well as doing our patron mailbag episode where we do an AMA with all of our patrons where they can ask us questions and you guys get to hear those questions as well live streamed right here on YouTube, usually around 5 p.m. Eastern to Pacific. Uh, on YouTube. Whenever we finish our main show, we jump right over to that one and do it there. But everybody is welcome to listen. Come over and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you got your notifications turned on so you get notified anytime we put up new content or go live. Some of you might have gotten a snazzy new notification tonight because Nick figured something out. So oh. just in case you are subscribed and have those notifications turned on, you probably got a notification about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes ago that, hey, we're going live. So that's the kind of stuff we're, we're looking for. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash busted wide open. Last but certainly not least, shout out to all of the phenomenal ones, our beautiful patrons. Thank you guys mm. for everything that you do to keep this show afloat. Uh, your contributions every single month mean the absolute world to us, and we thank you for all of that. If you'd like to get in on some of those exclusives, you can head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for that one of those reward tiers. We got the five $5 tier where you can ask those questions for the uh, patron mailbag episodes every Saturday. Uh, you can also get access to the show notes for every single episode. Plus, it's a $10 tier. Uh, you get bonus episodes on top of all of that. Oh, man. More and more stuff over there. Skype calls, produce your own segments, all kinds of stuff available over at patreon.com slash BWO. But, Ian, it's time to take it home mm. uh, to Money in the Bank over on Monday Night Raw. Well, as you said, we are going home to Money in the Bank, and there was a slot open because poor Apollo Crews got <clears throat> injured last week. I wonder I wonder how far <laughs> in the process that was decided that he was going to get injured. And uh, yes, and was, was understandably beside himself as a result. But this week, we had a gauntlet match to decide who was going to get Apollo's slot. Nick, we had a lot of predictions who was taking this final slot in Money in the Bank, and we were wrong about every single one. There was not a person in this gauntlet match that we were like, oh, yeah, they could possibly. I, I think Lashley. We said Lashley might do it, but it was an outside bet. Well, Lashley started off the gauntlet match. I killed a crow and, today outside so I could eat it on the show here. Where is it tonight? Oh, that poor, I'm going to be eating some animal. serious crow for this this prediction because it. I didn't see this one coming out of any, just nowhere. I didn't either and i still have i have feelings i have feelings about this yeah so let's let's go through the match it's 
not actually, it took up about an hour of the show, but it's not actually hard to, to knock out what happened. You had Lashley in the, from the, in the early goings murdering people. It was, like the, it was like Royal Rumble from this year. He took out Titus O'Neil uh, pretty quickly. He took out Akira Tozawa pretty quickly. Shelton Benjamin. When was the last time we saw Shelton Benjamin on the show? And yet here he was given five minutes and looking fantastic for five minutes of work. By the way, right? Uh, it looked great. I but feel bad for went, Shelton. I miss him. Number one, I number two, him. he's fantastic at what he does. I know. Oh. Come on, I'm gonna start a please push Shelton. Right. Something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He might end up in basketball gear, being called Shorty Benjamin. Oh no. Oh I'm no. Sorry, well, it is all in. about the Benjamin. I'm taking that back. I don't don't uh, know. They didn't hear that. Uh, no. You gotta, no, we can we can build the whole thing right now. Uh. <laughs> Let's not, though. Let's actually talk about the fact that after Shelton went down, third guy to Lashley, Lashley, his next opponent was Umberto Carrillo. Mm. And Umberto Carrillo basically spent about mm, seven minutes or so getting the stuffing kicked out of him, but not staying down. And eventually, Lashley got so frustrated, he put too many boots to him and got himself disqualified because apparently somewhere along the road, Lashley became an idiot and got himself disqualified. And then Umberto Carrillo's, what was left of him, was there to be picked clean by Angel Garza. Well, Angel Garza somehow couldn't take out a man who had just been brutalized by Bobby Lashley, even though he kept pinning him and pinning him and pinning him. And the story was he was getting frustrated about it. That's a great story to tell. And ultimately, he got surprise rolled up by uh, Umberto Carrillo, but it still made him look like an absolute doof. Yeah. Uh, and it made Austin Theory, who came out next, look like even more of a doof because he didn't just get surprise rolled up by a dude who'd been taken out by one guy, but a guy who'd been beaten up by two guys. And Austin Theory couldn't take him out. So another week where Zelina Vega's guys look like idiots, and Zelina, by extension, looks like an idiot because her guys just can't win. And they not only do they not win, they don't win in pitiful fashion. Yeah. Um, on the upside, it made, made Carrillo look like a guy you just can't put away. But he was not ready... Or who came out last in the gauntlet match? Oscar? So, no, 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 no. This is a men's match, Nick. Oh, you Wake you're up. not Welcome ready. back to the show. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Um, how about this? You don't want none of who came out last in the gauntlet match. Is that a little easier for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But wait, he's AJ, dead. Well, he's not dead. AJ Styles came back from being buried alive by The Undertaker. And had a match with Umberto Carrillo in which he basically took out his leg for about seven minutes and finally put him in the calf crusher and tapped him out. And Carrillo just couldn't stand up to uh, one more guy, especially a wily old vet like AJ Styles. And after the match, AJ beat him up some more and then said, that's right, I'm not a zombie. I'm not a ghost. Yes, I got buried, but it doesn't matter because, hey, who cares about Undertaker? He's not here to take my spotlight. I'm coming back and I'm going to get back on top by winning money in the bank. Okay. So so he's undead and Brendan Frazier brought him back because he found the Book of the Dead. I guess. I I guess. Okay. He, we, we never got a satisfactory explanation for AJ coming back from being buried. He even said, there's no rules in a Boneyard match. I didn't really lose. Like, it basically, what? his promo here was, after the match, his promo was basically like, that Boneyard match, everyone liked it, right? Didn't matter. Basically almost non-canon. Great. Like, it basically didn't happen. I didn't get buried. Uh, I didn't lose. There were no rules. It didn't matter. 
and Undertaker didn't ride off into the sunset, and we're totally not doing a special called The Last Ride on Sunday after Money in the Bank. (laughs) You control the horizontal and the vertical of this entire product. Right. You can do whatever you want. You could have had AJ brought back from the dead by a choir of angels and given supernatural powers, but no, you just go, that doesn't matter. You could have done anything you wanted there. You could have had a, a scene where like they were desperately trying to dig up AJ's corpse and he went to the hospital and had a heroic comeback. No, you could even have, as you said, AJ could just be like, yeah, I died, but I got better. You could have had something fun like nothing. It didn't matter. Don't think about it. We're moving on. Yeah. That's how they wrote this. And that's just, that's pitiful. <laughs> like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's lazy. At the end of the day, not a big deal. Not a big deal, but it's pitiful. It's lazy. That's just sad. It's lazy. It's the laziest. The laziest. Hey, I'm behind. I got to play catch up real quick. Trevor, brand new. Welcome, Trevor Brooks, to the chat. Thank you for the super chat. 499 says, my first ever donation. Love the show, guys. Oh. Keep up the amazing work. Welcome to the stream, Thank sir. You, Glad you made it here live with us. Good to see you, Trevor. Thank you so much. Uh, Andy Jessup with 499 in the Super Chat says, hoping this Woo. will buy Los Ingobernables de WWE a win. <laughs> I agree. Hopefully, it only costs $4.99. Uh, Line Drive with a 499 says, this gauntlet has me asking one question. Why is Carrillo and Lashley being kept strong? What's the end game since this cycle has been going since October? So... Mm. Fair my point. suspicion, my suspicion is they're trying to build Lashley back up as being a contender, but they're keeping him in that area where he's just he's inconsistent. Either Lana is distracting him, or he's mentally not there. And they're they're pointing out that Lana is the reason why he's mentally not there. And they had an interesting segment on the show where he goes backstage and he's frustrated, and Lana's right there, like, "I could have been there for you. You told me not to come out." You know, but I, if I had been there, I could have helped you be in your corner, supported you. And he's like, not now. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. She seemed very sympathetic there. She didn't seem like a shrew. She didn't seem like she was being shrill or harsh or anything. She seemed like she was trying to be genuinely supportive. And he's now getting madder and madder at her. And it made me wonder if their end game on Lashley is Lashley stays heel, gets his mojo back by dumping Lana. Um, but I wonder if they're trying to turn Lana back face and just wipe that whole stupid angle under the carpet, which is, again, I like, why did you do it in the first place? Right. Like, if you're just going to hit, hit the reset button, essentially, and have to work so hard, they spend so much time and effort working to get back to, to zero on, on everyone's character over here, but yet they can't spend five minutes or even two sentences explaining how AJ Styles freaking survived <laughs> The Undertaker and getting buried alive when his friends are obviously dead. Where's the OC? Right. They're dead. You could have even had a line but like, he took out my friends. He didn't have to say he killed them. He took out my friends. They're on their flight right? back to Japan already. <laughs> you control everything. If you want to write somebody out of storyline, write them out of storyline. It, it's, it's a lot more entertaining than you just never acknowledging that they're not there and having us just be like, okay, I, why did I care? Right? That's something that we always complain about WWE is, Make us care. Right. One of the ways you make us care is by you obviously caring. If you don't care, we don't care by extension. So sure. if you don't care about putting the plot pieces together, if you don't care about you know uh, explaining why AJ Styles is still alive or what happened, what really happened in that match or where the OC went, if you don't care about that, then we're going to see, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to care so much. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so Lana Lashley, I don't know. I that's what I see. Nick is is this, it looks like they might be hitting the reset button, but it looks like they're at least doing something with them. Carrillo looking strong. That was another question I've actually got here in the notes. Is is I mean here we go again with the push on Carrillo. Stop it, start again, and you know I think start. I think it works this time specifically because LIW needs a foil. And I and I think She's I think Uberto could be I know but they they hadn't really built the stable yet around Theory Garza and and Andrade right. so I think now that they have it's kind of okay well yeah forget all that stuff we did six months ago here's Umberto Here Carrillo yeah hey, it's brand new you did, forget everything you saw where's the, Actually, the I, men in black thing the boop. <laughs> right <laughs> oh God God help us if Vince gets one of those oh boy uh, but that's the thing is is I saw it also as. Now he's got beef with AJ, mm. right? I wonder if he has a, a, a feud with AJ. Although that hasn't really worked out in the past. If you have a feud with AJ, you tend to get buried shortly afterwards. Yep. You know, whether you're Cedric or Ricochet or if you're a high flyer, you have a feud with AJ. You're looking great. And then as soon as you go on something else, okay, we're done. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to Ricochet and Cedric. Oh, we'll get to them. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, th- uh, that's to answer your question, Kyle. To answer a couple of your questions there. Um. So yeah, that was that was some of the takeaways from this. Lashley's looking strong but mentally weak. Carrillo's looking like he can't get put down. Garza and Theory look like idiots, and Zelina looks like an idiot for not being able to manage them properly when they should have had this dead, you know, dead to rights. And AJ Styles is back with no real explanation, but he's in Money in the Bank. So Nick, we didn't call. We thought, oh, Jinder Mahal, maybe Lashley. AJ Styles is now the sixth man. In the corporate money in the bank. And most importantly, Nick, in his promo, he threatened to do whatever it takes to win that briefcase, including throwing, and he specifically named Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black. If I got to throw a Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off the top of the building, I will. And then later, Aleister Black had a promo where he said, if you do that, you better make sure I stay down because if you don't, I'm going to come kill you. All right. You have my attention. Right. Um, you think someone's going off this tower? God, I hope not. And, and if they do, <laughs> it better be some stuntman with one of those like four-story high pads that they fall into when they do that stuff. Um, look, for me, two things. One, thank you again, Trevor Brooks, for the $1.99 in the Super Chat. Glad to have yep. you here, man. He says, who do you think broadcast the first live crowd? Let me come back to that one. Um, I This solidifies my pick. I thought gender was going to be the wild card, and it would actually make all kinds of sense to have a foil for Drew, an old buddy, an old 3MB, someone who was also a former champion during his absence. Like All of that would add up, and you could tell a really good story around that. Now that he's not in it, it's AJ. I'm sitting here going, yep, it's Aleister Black. That's who I think. That's who we're what? gonna get. I, I'm I'm totally sold on Alistair Black at this point. I'm actually sold on AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah, I'm totally sold on AJ. Who do you think it. broadcasts the first live crowd? I'm assuming you mean WWE, AEW, New Japan, etc. Which promotion is gonna have the mm-hmm. first live crowd? I I think Vince is gonna do everything he can. I think he's already doing everything he can in the state of Florida mm-hmm. to have live crowds back in the Performance Center. I don't know if they'll it's, change venues. But there, I'm, I'm assuming he wants the Florida contingent back in Orlando. I, I think of the major companies, I think Stardom might be the one that breaks it first. But I, I think oh. of the major companies, of the major companies, definitely WWE because yeah. Vince just salivating for it. Um, at least in terms of a paying crowd that isn't doesn't you know consist of staff, 
which AEW is already kind of doing that with like a small crowd of other wrestlers and, and hangers on. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. WWE for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they, not to be outdone, Andy they, Jessup. They've actually, oh. actually, wait, hold on, because WWE's actually actually said we want to be first in all things, and they've said yeah. we will be. We will. Be, they've actually said we will be the first ones. So, there yeah. you go. Well, I mean, with uh, with Jacksonville right up the street with AEW, if they're still doing Daly's Place, mm. they, they're. I mean, they're they're right there too. There's no reason yeah. they couldn't do it. Uh, Andy with four ninety nine in the super chat says, "I want Jeff Hardy to swan ton off the roof onto someone on a table in the parking lot." <laughs> that's a bit much Andy that's I, I that would definitely be like a, a great way to go out for Jeff Hardy but he'd have to get in the money in the bank somehow and he's not in it right now that being said there was a report that Becky Lynch apparently said that uh, Vince McMahon was telling her about how to fall off a building he says totally doable so this is this has been in discussion this is this went from a ha-ha joke that I read on an interview to they're actually to, talking oh, about. Oh, no, they're actually, like, talking about it. They're talking about the show. Like, someone, Nick, someone's going off this damn building. Well, I think Marshall might have, might have figured it out. because his $2 super chat. He says, Shane O'Mac is coming off the building, elbow dropping out of his office window. Yes. Yeah, unless unless Vince finally gives him a hug. Uh, <laughs> that that might stop him doing that. Right onto the announce table. Me? You love me now, Daddy? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I could... AJ and Ray are a little long in the tooth to be doing that stunt. Yeah. Alistair is a little new to be doing that stunt. It's hard to say. I, Otis ain't doing it. I'll tell you that right now. They ain't sending Otis off that building. No. That's way unsafe. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know who to think. Um, but I really, I truly feel like someone's going off that roof. I Honestly, you know who I think would be the best one to do it? And I just don't know if they'll trust him to do it. But I think Alistair would be the best one. Because it'd be even spookier if he got back up from it. Yeah. Not obviously oh, like you would fall into some like, you know, they would gimmick it because the whole thing's pre-shot. So they can sh they can shoot whatever they want afterwards. Right. Like what he lands, like what he lands on, you know. Yeah. Um, but having him be dead but then come back is a very Alistair thing. God, can so, you imagine if Alistair would have been the one that would buried and then he his thing where he rises up out like that just becomes like more <laughs> even more meta and you're just like, oh right. God. Yeah, if they could ever actually shoot that right on the main roster, that'd be right, great. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So what do they do now with with guys who we thought they were going to do? Like we thought, gender. No, not going to be gender. Nope. Guess not. So keeping him in the wings for a Drew feud later down the road, I guess. I mean, you guys, the, there's a built-in story there. They don't need a briefcase for him, right? So, right. so all right, cool. I guess not. I Speaking think of, would have been really cool with it though. Ah, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I think it also. There's still enough people that can't stand gender that have been like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, the champ was there and uh, being gunned for by Seth Rollins, who, is, who he has a match with on Sunday, and Seth's disciple, formerly Buddy Murphy. Uh, Seth gave another promo in ring. Similar topic, but once again, dude is finding a, diff finding a different way to say and communicate the same thing in a wildly entertaining way. What did you think about his promo here, Nick? You know, I, I've been enjoying him up to this point. This one fell a little flat for me because it was just, what? he's not a leader, I'm a leader. He doesn't know how to lead, I know how to lead. Lead, leader, lead, lead, lead. WWE scripting 101. Uh, yes. it, it's just, it, it was fun. I, I really liked him in the 
black and white suit. You guys know me and my obsession with dick heels and suits. Dick heels and suits. Like yes. last week with the contract signing when he comes out in the suit and he's looking all proper and sitting up with high posture and just, oh, God, yes, that's exactly what we needed. Now he's back in the fuzzy coat thing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy this as much. I, I, liked, I liked what he did after he did the promo and, and after the match and all of that stuff, but I, I just didn't like – I don't like the speech – I don't like the preach, you know. It's it's a little too scripted. It says lead and leader. You know, we're going to talk of uh, the next thing we're going to talk about. This I'll have the same exact feedback of what Nia was saying, and I'm just like, oh, it just it's so on the nose. You know, somebody yeah. in the back is very proud of writing that. See, and- I, but here's the thing: is that I like I said, it's the same thing. It's on the nose, but his performance elevated it for me. Sure, where he's he's nothing away just, from Seth. His his conviction is so chilling right now. It's so spooky how seriously he's taking this in his performance, right? Like how, the way he's performing, that he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Where he's saying like to be a leader is really tough. Like I, he's like, I have all the respect for drew. He's a, he's a great warrior. He's a fighter. He's an honorable man. Like he puts him over and then he goes, but he doesn't have what it takes to be in this role. And it's almost like Seth is playing that being a leader is like a martyr role of yeah. sorts. And he is that he is that martyr. I am that man who will I will give myself up to that and suffer the the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune uh, and by opposing end them. You know, it's he's going on that route with it. And he's getting very big and very Shakespearean. And it's really cool. But I agree with you, man. I wish he had better points to say yeah. but he's just saying it so well that i can get caught up in how he's saying it um and it's i don't i don't mind it as much yeah nothing not away from seth and his new. delivery but the it was very elementary kind of uh, yeah. okay we, we get it you think drew's not a leader move on find, or find a new a new angle to yeah. take on that they yeah. did this basically the same they've done the same speech three weeks in a row just with different verbiage you know his his end his end thesis is the same, and he needs to find. I I think I, I I agree with you. He needs to find a different conclusion, right? Give us different reasons that he has for wanting to face Drew, or you know different aspects of that rationale. This isn't a different aspect of the rationale. It's just a differently described same rationale. Yeah, but again, Seth's knocking out of the part with his character. Uh, we also had Buddy Murphy say that uh, basically explain where he's at. Where he says that, you know, I'm trying to become better. Seth is helping teach me to be better. One day, I want to be better than Seth. We don't know when that's going to be, but Seth's also ready for that moment as well. I have a match with Drew McIntyre tonight. Uh, I'm going to do my best. You know, I'm going to I'm going to try and kick his ass for Seth, basically. Yeah. Which, of course, he couldn't. Drew wiped the absolute floor with him. Just beat the crap out of him. Even though he got some offense in, Drew ultimately destroys Murphy. Uh, Seth sneaks in at the end. Ends up uh, super kicking Drew, but Drew mans back up, headbutts the crap out of Seth, chases him out of the ring after Seth gives another speech about how, you know, Drew can't handle it's it's a bigger than Drew, it's bigger than Seth, it's bigger than the title. So end of the show, <laughs> Drew chasing Seth out of the ring again. Is Seth looking too weak? Like his conviction is strong, but he's running away a lot. Like and Drew or or is or is it Nick that Drew's looking too strong? Is Drew looking like he's just too much of a monster? Um. Whoa! 
Oh, Dog Ziggler weighs in on that one. No, I don't think he's looking yeah. too much of a monster. Uh, I like this is giving me shades of old chicken shit heel with money in the bank briefcase Seth Rollins when he first right. turned on the shield. There's a little bit of that playing into this, but with a different sort of archetype painted over the top of it is this Messiah character, right? I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna deliver you all from the evils of of WWE and be the proper leader that that you've always needed. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit right now because Esme sneakily snuck in the back door with the old good old tip jar and threw 50 bucks into the tip oh! jar. Said, hey guys, Esme. I'm working late today and can't make the live stream. Here's a thank you for watching Raw so others don't have to cheers. Oh, thank you, Esme. Thank you, Esme. Thank you, love. I Appreciate wondered what it. Dog Ziggler was getting all amped up about. He saw the chat. He was over there in his cage with his phone looking at the chat. Right. Oh, no wonder he was excited. Thank you. You guys Esme. didn't know that we our new moderator was actually Dog Ziggler. He yes, he is. He's he is a, he's he's a good watchdog. So be careful out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll come for you. He doesn't he doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Isn't that right, boy. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he just dog. he knows what we're going to talk about next, and he's not happy about it. So <sighs> neither am I. <laughs> All right, so we are. I I, I kind of want to put a cap on Seth real quick by okay. saying like he's going into this looking like he's not on Drew's level. Looks, I mean, of course, no one's on Drew's level right now in terms of how strong he looks, except for maybe Brock. But Drew beat Brock, so Seth's not at his level physically. If Seth loses on Sunday, what's the next step? Like, where does Seth go from here? He's worked himself up into a, a place where I can't let Drew be champ. I can't let him be the leader. Does does Drew, Seth and Drew continue to SummerSlam? Should Seth win on Sunday? Like, this is a weird place to be in because I don't know. It's how I do, do you not have think Seth, Seth not- should win on Sunday. I'll be clear mm-hmm. about that. I do not think Drew should t- should drop the belt, nor do I think Seth should win. I think he needs to go one or two levels lower, uh, if that makes sense. In the sense okay. of he needs to go darker and darker into this character. And do you think he- like some sort of schmoz finish where Seth? M- I'm Looks thinking strong, it's not going to be a clean finish or somehow <laughs> yeah. Drew's barely going to pull off yeah. uh, the victory. Buddy's going to get involved. Excuse me. Murphy's yeah. going to get involved somehow for the distraction, maybe sneak in something. But, yeah, I think somehow Drew does pull off the victory. But it, it's not going to be a clean win. And we're going to see Seth start to shrink or to sink lower, darker and darker into this Messiah character. Maybe it explodes at SummerSlam. I don't know, but yeah. I just I I just think that it's it's going to be too easy to have a uninspired finish. Yeah. To this on Sunday, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it's it's possible to make this exciting to have an interesting, intriguing finish to this. I just I worry that they're going to go for the lowest common denominator and just have like, oh, Buddy Murphy interferes because Seth's getting beaten down and causes a DQ and Drew retains. Eh. You know what I mean? Like just okay, great. I'd like to see something interesting here. I don't yeah. know if we'll get it, but you know, there's that possibility. Set they're they're all doing great work. I'm liking this feud. It does need to shift into a higher gear. It needs a little oomph. It needs a little oomph, and just a straight up schmoz finish is not going to do that. Yeah. Speaking of some oomph, we had we we opened Raw this week with the VIP lounge again with with MVP. Well, yeah, it's a. You know, WWE loves having its fake talk shows, and who better than MVP? Oh, wait, that was Canyon. Uh, so this week we had the three women from the from the Raw side for the Money in the Bank contest, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Asuka. 
Asuka having an awesome entrance, dancing around as always. Shayna coming out looking terrifying as always. Nia Jax, well, it's Nia Jax. She's going to dominate because uh, she dominates and she's going to dominate everyone and she's going to be a dominator because she's the dominator that's going to dominate it and, and dominate money in the bank. It's the same thing I just said about Seth with the leader lead leadership. They just come on. <laughs> and it's even worse because I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate. Yeah, you're gonna get dominated because I'm the dominator." <sighs> so I'm sensing that you weren't a fan of Nia's promo, which, by the way, she delivered from an IKEA like end table yeah. that was between the two couches in the VIP, and she was so all have, like squished up. <laughs> you had Oscar on one couch. Shayna doesn't want to sit next to her, so she's on the other couch. Nia yeah. comes in is like, "Well." I got that chick on that couch. I got that chick on that couch. I'll just sit here on the on the end table in the middle <laughs> in the most like awkward position ever. And she delivers her promo from there. It was very odd and and visually hilarious. And I don't I don't think they meant for it to be. But uh, luckily they got Nia's dominator speech out of the way really quickly, and then she plops down on that end table and it's the Oscar show all of a sudden. And then I went, oh, okay, yeah. I'm happy now. Yes, okay. Fine. And it was, and that was fun because, of course, Asuka's rattling off stuff in Japanese and, you know, put it, throwing enough English in there so you know what she's talking about. You know who she's insulting. She's talking about, you know, how, how Naya uh, called her big booty and <laughs> told her that she, she's going to get her for, for what she did to Kyrie. Was that uh, just English for trying to say bully? I think she was meant to say bully. But somehow <laughs> it came out as... Bo- Big booty. booty. <laughs> I don't know. What- yeah. Maybe I just I just watched it. Uh, to me, it sounded like booty. You might be right. It might be bully. Either way, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Shayna Baszler on the other side. I had to rewind it because I was crying, laughing so hard when that came out. Oh, so great. Shayna on the other side's quoting Latin, basically saying like, "I let my actions speak for me." Gets up and as Oscar continues to run her mouth, Shayna just sit there and mimics that, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, blah blah blah." Run your mouth. They get face-to-face in the middle and slowly kind of turn and look at Naya. And Naya's sitting there going, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought they were going to get each other. And they kick the crap out of Naya. She goes flying backwards off the, off the table, breaks it underneath her, flies out of the ring, flies, rolls out of the ring. And then MVP gets between Shayna and Asuka to end the segment. Um, not going to lie. After last week where Naya stood tall, I thought they needed something to make Shayna and Asuka look better. This was it. Like, now yeah. we've had Shane and Oscar stand tall. We've had Nia stand tall. Okay. The balance has been returned to the force. Except, at the end of this, you've got Shane and Oscar standing nose to nose, and Oscar's music hits. Did you, did you read anything into that, or was that just me? Mm, you're, you're implying that that could indicate that she's going to win Money in the Bank? Or counter-programming. People are under... They're going to underestimate Shayna. Or someone in the back says... Asuka got the better of this. People know Asuka. She's the more known quantity between the two of them. Let's play her music because yeah. that's going to be a more exciting way to end the segment. And, you know, or or none of the above, and it was just like random, oh, I'll just play Asuka. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know whether or not to read into it too far and overthink things, but it's my job to overthink things, yeah, so it could here be, we are. It, it could be something <laughs> where, first of all, she needs to go back and learn her, her, her uh, Latin a little better. She said opera non verba, and it's actually acta non verba. Um, so she might have tried to say acta, and it sounded like opera, but it's actions, not words. Acta non verba. Secondly, Kyle, 
Again, with the $2 Super Chat, never has Nia looked more out of place. I agree. Yeah. She's kind of well, they, squished in there. She just, her whole thing is she's big and intimidating, and they have her scrunched up on a, on a little desk. It was bizarre, to you say know, the I, least. I, Last week, I didn't say it, but it was very weird to see all of the, the guys. We had Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio out for the VIP lounge, and they were sitting on those very low-slung couches, and it just felt very odd that they were all sitting down with their knees almost up to their faces. And, and we got to see that again this week, this time with Nia sitting on a, a Ikea end table. So, yeah. It was very weird. I do like the uh, Jay in the chat. Uh, thank you for pointing this out. Give a little uh, little translation to Asuka, who was in there screaming at uh, Shayna. You come in here acting all tough, acting like everything is easy peasy, easy peasy. This time I'm going to hurt you, bitch. Wow. Yep. And, of course, saying it in this kind of like angry Yakuza style Oof. accent, her Osaka accent. Good stuff. Asuka, we do not deserve Asuka. Mwah. It's fantastic. You, you've, got a, um, uh, you've, got an, you've got an all black in the chat, Ian. Uh, right. I think giving you a shout out here. Oh, I, 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 we were shouting out for New Zealand, baby. Oh, right, I, I missed that part. Right there, man. Koru, mm. come on. Nice. Uh, so, are these women the three favorites? I mean, the other side of things, we got Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Of those three, Lacey's the only one I could see winning it. Yep. But I could see any of these three winning it. I think it's going to be Lacey because I think Nia, Shayna, and Oscar are going to be preoccupied with each other. And mm. I take each other out, and I don't see Carmella. And I think it's going to be one of those sort of underdogs that are going to get this opportunity. Lacey makes way too much sense right now uh, for to to not have that. The only but she also has a path to the to the title on SmackDown as well. So I don't know if she necessarily of. needs but it. They've moved on. I, I don't know. They're doing the Tamina thing now. Yes, she's still somewhat allied with her, but it oh, feels Tamina. The Tamina thing ends on Sunday, man. Okay. Let's, let's be Fingers clear. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what thing is probably going to end Wednesday? Charlotte Flair and Io Shirai because they have a match on NXT this week. And Charlotte came out to talk about how she's facing Io Shirai and how great it was that when Io came to the company, Io said that her dream match was going to be with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte was like, oh, I get to make one of your dreams come true. Isn't that awesome? Uh, what am I still doing here on Raw when I'm NXT champion? Who knows? I'm Charlotte Flair. I go where I want, and gosh, aren't I shiny this week? She was very shiny. Yeah. Very shiny. Very golden, and whatever that rainbow thing was that they plastic. Anyway, uh, so here's Charlotte talking about her match on Wednesday, and I, here I was bracing for something creative like, I don't know, the person she's facing on Wednesday to come out and confront her. Io Shirai to actually get some sort of look on Raw so people are excited to go watch NXT. Oh, there's the chick on NXT she's facing. How exciting. I'll go watch NXT. But no! Liv Morgan comes out to... I, Nick, maybe you can explain this to me. Because she came out and I'm going to try to paraphrase, but essentially she, she said, do you know who I am? And Charlotte said, oh, let me think. And Liv goes, ha, put tip, don't think that it matters to me if I matter to you when I'm trying to figure out who I am, in the middle of figuring out who I am, you're trying to figure out who I am. What? What? Huh? My head just I, exploded. I, that's, my head exploded when she was talking. Like, what, are you, what? What, is, what is your gimmick and why, are you, <laughs> why, why do you hurt my head? <sighs> are, you, are you a lesbian lover of Lana? Are you a dominatrix? Are you the black cat? 
Are you a raver who's trying to figure out what the world is after taking too much drugs? Like, what is what exactly is Liv Morgan's deal right now? Uh, aside M- from, MDMA is her deal, I believe. <laughs> aside from the fact that she gave Charlotte a run for her money in this she match. She did. It, it was competitive. It reminded me of the match that Liv had with Asuka a few weeks ago where she gave Asuka a run, and at the end, Asuka was like, all right, Liv's got something there. Charlotte put Liv over after this match. She, on, on Twitter, she said, hey, Liv, I, pff, you're going to be something someday when you figure your ish out. Is that the story here? Is that Liv doesn't know what she's going to be, but she has all the potential in the world? And if that's the story, when do they and do they pull the trigger on that? Oh, we're a long ways off. Well, but they can't take too long. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out a super chat real quick because it's relevant. Is what might where yes. my line of thinking was going as well. Kyle again with the five bucks in the super chat. Thank you, sir. Great you. showing for Liv. Do you feel this might be her Cena Kurt Angle moment, or at least trying to make that with that weird promo? I'm not going to compare apples to oranges, Kyle, but I see what you're getting at there. Do I think Liv two years from now could be a main eventer? Potentially. Potentially. Uh, if they keep this going, potentially. But I, I'm not – I'm not – She no, this isn't going to happen anytime soon. Charlotte's about to go on a reign like we've never seen in a long, long, long time, and it's just going to stay. Uh, that's my thoughts yeah. on it. So I love the fact that all of these ladies, NXT and main roster, are getting some shine off of this. Whoever, ultimately, six, 12 months from now, takes that title back off of Charlotte Flair is going to get the biggest rub maybe in history <laughs> uh, from the women's division. I Here's you know? the thing. Let's let's say, let's try to make this as, as you know, s- similar a comparison as possible to John Cena and Kurt Angle. Okay. Let's say Liv comes out, and uh, let's say in... 10 years, Liv is to the women's division what John Cena was to the men's division. When they go back and they show that ruthless aggression clip of him going getting in Kurt's face, this doesn't have anything that they're going to come back right. and take a clip from in terms of how she, in, in terms of her promo here. There was nothing memorable about her promo here that they're going to come back and be like, that was the moment that Liv Morgan really showed up. It's not going to happen. It, this, was, this, was, this wasn't that. The match itself, they might refer back to. They might refer back to the fact that she gave Asuka a run for her money, that she gave Charlotte a run for her money, that she's almost there. But remember what John Cena had to do to actually get over after Ruthless Aggression, after that moment. He had to go back and reinvent himself. And Liv is already saying, hey, I just came back from reinventing myself. I need to reinvent myself. What? Like, you just, that was your whole gimmick was that you reinvented yourself. And Why are you after still losing to, after losing to Charlotte Flair? Right, came back and, and we're lost back. to Charlotte Flair. <laughs> right. Oh wait, no. After a lesbian love angle with with Lana, like a a lost. three week lesbian love angle, <laughs> which they dropped like a hot potato. Andy with five Bizarre. bucks in the super chat said the same thing. Liv lost to Charlotte, so went away to reinvent herself and came back and lost to her again. Yes, but before she got murdered by Charlotte. Yeah. This time she gave her a run for her money. I would love to believe there's a long-term strategy here. I just have watched too much WWE to actually believe that's the actual case. Yeah. Unfortunately. Our finishing move has a, fi- a name now, Oblivion. The Oblivion. Oblivion. Also good movie. Rated World of Warcraft during Wrath of the Lich King. Oblivion! Yeah. Right. Or the, a, a decent movie with Tom Cruise. Either sure. way. I love that movie. Soundtrack's um, fantastic. 
or or one of the best Elder Scrolls games. Nice. Uh, Heyo. So, yeah, I thought it was a missed opportunity that they didn't have EO show up. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was you know. thinking that too. At the end of the match, Liv gave her a run for her money. Have EO sneak in and get one over sure. Charlotte. I think that would have been be fantastic. Dude, it's a non-title match. Have have a screwy finish where Charlotte almost lose. You could even have it be an almost loss. Maybe they were trying to make Liv look strong here, so they didn't want to have that finish. Have her pin Charlotte because EO interferes. I don't know. I know, I know that run in run ins are a dime a dozen these days, but we're building for a damn match on Wednesday. No shit, it's a go home show. Seriously, like, like come on, give EO some something stuff. here. It's they're they're making EO look like not a big deal. Charlotte's brushing her off already. So yeah, it's just it's again. If you're gonna have Charlotte run through all your talent, don't have her bury them on the way. Have them look at least somewhat good. Yeah. Not like Mia Yim last week, who's back in good hand land. Uh, Nick, we're looking at the tag team division here real quick. The, <laughs> the dark, desolate wasteland that is the Monday Night Raw tag division. Went down here real quick, Raiders, didn't it? I was really high on it there for a minute. but it, it, Viking it just, Raiders, yeah. Street Profits, had a, had a good match. Let's call it spade a spade. It was an entertaining match. And the Raiders did pick up the win. Viking experience on the Profits. After the profits, uh, well, they, no, they hit their finisher. Yeah, Montez money. Ford hit the hit the splash. Yeah, and then but then Eric saved it. Yeah, and then we had the Viking experience one, two, three non-title match, which was not made clear last week. I thought it was for the titles. They didn't. They they declined to make that clear. We just assumed it was for the titles. It was not. But the Viking Raiders now by winning here, I would imagine, have made themselves more contenders or however it works in the WWE. So. Probably going to be a tag match on Sunday. I would have to uh, for the titles. I would have to assume. Um, do you like the build for this? I mean, I thought it was really good promos last week from all of these guys, and then now we have the the Raiders backing up what they say, which is we can beat you whenever we want. Are we now more invested in them having a rematch on Sunday for the titles? Like, is that actually like a pretty good logical build that's just kind of not getting enough love? I, two different opinions on this. Am I excited okay. to see... I'm going to be excited every single time we have a match between War Machine and Street Profits. I'm never going to be upset about that. It's always a lit match. Like It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those two teams face off against each other. Do I like the build for it? What build? What, them singing karaoke and eating a turkey leg? Oh, no, oh, wait. No, yeah. no, no, standing in a back room that was kind of only halfway smoky this time, I guess because budget. And then this time cutting a promo backstage after beating them saying that they extinguished the smoke like, I, like what build like there's no story here it's just two really good teams that are good tag teams they, putting on matches i will agree they wasted an opportunity with the carpool karaoke and they had to really quickly sweep that under the rug and get back to making this as serious as possible but if you're going to jump start a feud between two tag teams there's worse ways to do it yeah. Then by saying, yeah, hey, these two teams have lots of history. The one team's never beaten the other one. And the one team that's never won are the champs. And hey, let's have a non-title match. And the champs lost. Like, a lot of times we complain about WWE not having logical booking. This is logical. This makes logical sense. And to me, has a very quick, like, whipped together story that I think is actually pretty effective. It's not setting the world on fire. Right, but it's one as far as like one hundred and one. I'm okay. You have my attention. The prophets have never beaten War Raiders. 
War Raiders are now coming for them on Sunday, theoretically. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but I would assume. No, I don't think it's booked. I don't think it's officially booked yet. No, but if, it, it'll yeah, it's it's inevitable. If they don't book it, then I have to forget everything I'm saying right now. Right, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't have that match out Sunday after this, then then no, I have no idea what the hell they were thinking. But if they do, then they've set it up right. Sure, right. You've got a great video package. Hey, we're coming for you, Street Profits. Oh yeah, we'll bring it on. Well, we you've never you've never beaten us, so we're coming for you. Okay, well we'll beat you this time. Shit, they didn't beat us this. Uh, we couldn't beat them this time. Now our titles are on the line, and we've never beaten them. Like that's okay. I can get behind. That. I can get I, behind. I, that. I can get, what I can't get behind is Ricochet and Cedric losing to Vink and Thorn. We have the new team of Vink and Thorn managed by MVP. Last week, they lost to Cedric and Ricochet straight up. This week, they beat Ricochet and Cedric straight up. Uh, Art, is this 50-50 booking helping either team, or is one team looking better than the other one right now? Neither of them look really particularly good, if I'm being completely honest. You know? See, I'm, I'm, I'm more nervous that since Vink and Thorne dropped the first one, but now they're being managed by MVP. They have been for a week. Now they're winning this one. They're being built up to be another serious tag team, whereas Cedric and Ricochet are just being perceived as the flippy guys who are there to quickly entertain the audience and then go away. Yeah. They're the clowns. That's what's worrying me. I am worried as hell, and I have been ever since they announced they were a tag team, about Ricochet and Cedric. Yep. That, to me, just, I smell doom yep. on that. What a waste. And and Vink and Thorne are two big, good-looking dudes who can work well in a tag team. Well, you know. <laughs> Thorne has had his shot. Vink uh, is the going to be the fall guy here that I think falls by the wayside. Hopefully, he ends. Uh, you know, <laughs> real think he's uh, he's a big, good-looking dude. Uh, you don't think Vince is looking at him and going so like? So was Snitsky. Sean Michaels. You know, oh, uh, how many big dudes that were like what? that? How many big dudes like that did we put that kind of stamp on? That just were absolutely ended up being absolute failures. What world is Snitsky a good-looking guy? Vink is a guy you could actually see in GQ. He was a big jack dude, but he's also he looked like he he'd been beaten up as a child. He looked like his mom beat his head against the wall as a baby. No, that was Vink is actually a good-looking dude. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Hey, do unto others as they do unto you. That's what Snitsky was doing to that baby. Exactly. Not his fault. It's not his fault. So that's. What I'm seeing here is I'm worried that backstage they're looking at Vink and Thorne and being like, these guys are prototypes. They're prototypical. Let's push them. And they're looking at Ricochet and Cedric and being like, yeah, they're good to pop the crowd, but we don't have a crowd right now. You know, you know, we don't, they, they don't see the potential in Ricochet and Cedric. I, I would That's much rather see him and Humberto Carrillo team up to, be, to go against LIW if I, if I had to pick something. Uh, Who? For, for, Rico, for Ricochet to do. Oh, Ricochet. Um, I, Look, I would, I would uh, yeah. something where it's gonna there's gonna be action. Like, don't put him in matches constantly with big dudes. We watched Lucha Underground. We saw that. We we want to see more Ricochet doing Ricochet things. And I Wait. just I feel like Cedric is cursed, man. I I that dude just can't get a break in WWE. I, I've not seen. He's been so many. I feel different, like he's had a lot of breaks, but just he's had a lot of opportunities, but none of them have panned out. And whether that's his fault or just the sake of the booking, we'll never know. Yeah. But uh, he's not without talent. It's not that they can't perform; they absolutely can. It's just not getting over with anybody. 
So here's what my question is, is like, at the end of the day, I like Ricochet and Cedric together as a tag team. It's, it worries me because I know what that means. Yeah. But in terms of as a concept, that's going to be an entertaining damn team. Is there a way they can get both of these teams open, o- over, excuse me, that, that they're not doing? Like, should, or should we be looking at this and saying, okay, how do we make two more viable tag teams out of this situation? Like, is there, how can they do that? I feel like they're pulling at straws because they they got gutted with the releases and with injuries. Like they're hurting for injuries right now. So I feel yeah. like between I mean AOP, you had AOP, one of the biggest tag team comebacks at the beginning of the year, and almost straight away within a couple few weeks out again. And I, I feel and now you've got Alice, uh, Gallows and Anderson gone. You got Revival gone. They're hurting. So I get it. Yeah. They're, they're scrambling to try and throw some people into tag teams so that you can actually have a division on Raw. But I, this one's not hitting home for me. Yeah, and it's it feels very similar to TM sixty one. I recognize the talent in in both of them, but I was like, yeah, but well, AOP and DIY. You, you guys see those guys over there? That like I don't really care about TM sixty one right now. That's what I'm feeling. Technically, right technically now. Vink was a member of the Mighty overseas. Like it's just a different. This is just a different lineup. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, so again, I. I think the potential's there. It's just booking like this from week to week is not going to get either team over. You know? Yeah. Like, nobody just, cares. Yeah. There's nothing to I'm invest worried. in. I'm worried. Right? There's no yeah. story. There's no stakes. There's nothing to get behind. Other than the fact that we are fanboys for Ricochet and and Cedric for, for various reasons. Right? That's really sure. the only thing. To, oh, that's our boy. Or Cedric's yeah. from Charlotte. Yeah. What, what else is there? And, and they're not hey, giving man, us Shane, anything. And Shane Thorne has a berserk tattoo, so I, I'm always going to root for him. Well, too. sure. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that was raw. That was raw. How was it as a go home show for Money in the Bank? Like, what did you think? This is their go home for Money in the Bank. Yeah. Are you are you now excited about Money in the Bank and the potential matches that we're going to have there from Raw? I wasn't the, as the, excited about AJ Styles' return as I would hope have hoped I would have been. If that makes sense. Um, I I kind of just sat there scratching my head and then we had the promo after the match where he explained away like ah I, I know I was buried alive but I what I didn't get I'm I'm not quite dead yet you know <laughs> I feel happy yeah. I think I'll go for a walk uh, and he did he went for a walk right down to the ring so I you know I don't want to be mad at it we love AJ Styles but man is there not somebody else that would have been so much better to have in a kind of winner take all oh, match like I don't a, know man AJ's going to be awesome in that match. When that when that graphic came up to show all six guys, I was like, "Damn, that is a really good looking match right there." Yeah, that's a really good looking six. Good, like those six guys is going to be a sick. Those match. six guys in a ladder match is going to be sick. It's gonna in be a bizarre magic. ladder match that's pre-filmed of them rampaging through the corporate offices. That's going to be sick. Yeah, like it really is. And is AJ a better option than Gender? Yeah. Is he a better option than Lashley? Yeah. Like I'm not mad at this, Nick. I, I, I'm mad, I agree I'm mad with at you. The, That's where the I'm laziness. Torn. I'm mad at the laziness of bringing him back, but I can't be mad at this match that we have now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that so, weird spot where I, I love AJ. I'm excited yeah. to see him in a ladder match, but damn it, couldn't you have done this a little better? You just it was just <laughs> lazy. Just give me a little bit more. Marshall with two dollars in the super chat says AJ still wearing OC gear makes it seem awkward. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I mean, maybe oh, he's shouting out his boys, I like being like, "I'm still here, guys. I'm sorry, I couldn't protect you." And they're like, "We don't care. We're going back to Japan. We're we're Bullet Club again." F you. Right. Um, yeah, I know that did seem. Well, now we have to get new merch for AJ. You know, 
He's got to move on. I'm sure he's got Never it. One more line Never. drive. Kyle with two bucks in the super chat. He says, I'm perplexed why Andrade wasn't in AJ's spot. I think he's already two. the champion. Yeah, he's already he's a U.S. champion. They may throw together a U.S. title match for him. One. Two. It's AJ goddamn Styles. If he's available, you put him in this match. Yeah. Like Andrade's Andrade, but AJ is freaking AJ. Yeah. That's that's really all I'm seeing with it is um and also for whatever reason, yeah, Zelina's whole crew just they're workhorses and then they get, yeah, they can't catch a break on the big payday. But I suspect there will be something for Andrade. They'll yeah. they'll throw together some match for the US title. I would like to think so. Yeah. At least. Otherwise that's going to be a pretty thin card. And there's a t- we'll that's see. another title like you know the IC title sitting on the sidelines cuz Sammy Sammy won't work. So I would imagine they have to have a US title match. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the potential with gender and the storyline with Drew after the fact, but it feels like they're still too invested in the Seth Drew thing right now, and they yeah. seem to be ramping that up week after week now that they're involving Murphy. Everything's yeah. kind of building and building. I want to see Seth lose so he sinks darker. We get we make that even bigger than it already is. Maybe we get a surprise return on AOP. Maybe one of them comes back. He gets more enforcers. Maybe he recruits somebody else. I'm thinking there's more you can do with Seth in this Messiah thing before you strap him. Uh, again, uh, yeah, I would again. I would like to see it continue too, but it's got to get. It's got to shift into a higher gear. Agreed. Hopefully, hopefully this weekend yeah. at Money in the Bank. One yeah. more thing. Next week, Nick, they're announcing officially both Edge and Randy Orton will be back on Raw. Do you think that we're going to see them coming to terms? Don't tell Meltzer; he'll rate it one star so as the worst and, thing he ever saw. Right, their match wasn't that bad. Good God, seriously. Um, it was long, but I, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't as it was not as bad as people make it out to be? Like, good grief. Uh, at the end of the day, though, does that feud continue, or was that enough of a blow off? Are they going to like now reconcile? Like, what do you think's coming next week with the two of them? Hey, you know, you're scrambling to put tag teams together. Maybe they reconcile, settle oh, their differences, and you put the tag no. team back together. No, because then they've got to. Ru- they're going to run over the entire division if you do that. You think people are losing that division now? What are you doing? Get your neck booking out of here. No. On this day, okay. I said no. clearly. No, bad. Stop. At any rate, next week should be interesting. That'll be an interesting Raw after Money in the Bank. But that's it for this week's Raw, Nick. Yes, we got to go do over it. Let me try that again. We got to go over and do our Sean Clark special segment known as our Moment of Positivity. Mop. Mop. It's the mop. The moment it's of positivity. That's right. It's that moment where we talk about the thing that happened since the last show that we had that gave us the 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 butterflies in our tummies, the smiles in our faces. That that was a positive moment in the last few days. Nick, what was your moment of positivity from Monday Night Raw or just in wrestling in general for the last few days? I mean, I'm struggling. <gasps> what? I'm struggling. Yes, struggle. I, I mean Naya, Naya, Naya being called a big booty, uh, and and sitting on that little end table made me laugh. I hate to do it at this, in spite of someone else, but I'll make an exception because it was Nia Jax. Um, yeah, Oscar's slip there was fantastic, and then the camera just cut straight to her, zoomed in, just sitting like hunched over on that little table. I, I laughed. I laughed so hard I had to pause it and rewind a little bit and watch it again. It's so good. That's that's going to be mine because there, you know, 
Uh, I'm also, honorable mention, I'm, I'm happy to see Liv Morgan continuing to get a pseudo push here. Uh, genuinely. I, like, I have all the high hopes in the world. I have since she came out with Riot Squad. Never really got a singles opportunity there. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see her potentially get an opportunity and come out and face Charlotte again. Even in defeat, she looked really strong. And that's, I think that's foreshadowing of what's to come in the future. So I, Liv Morgan's probably my moment of positivity. Well, she's had right. two, she's had a good solid month of competitive matches between Ruby Riot uh, and Charlotte. That's that's very positive. Yeah, that is very positive. Yeah, very nice way of looking at that, Nick. Thank you. Mine has got to be the Glasgow kiss. Okay. There is something about the headbutts that Drew has been delivering in the last two episodes of Raw, and particularly on this one, that are just tickling me pink. He absolutely leveled fools with those headbutts on this show. They looked so goddamn good. I don't know if it's because they're they're able now to it's pre-taped. They're able to like get the perfect angle on them or time them right or what it is. But they look amazing, and I love a good headbutt. I love a good headbutt. Yep. It's one thing I loved about gen- gentleman Jack Gallagher was he would always give a really good headbutt and then sell it afterwards. Um, Drew here was just I mean also props to Murphy and and Seth for selling them like death, but just oh. Oh, the nap came at the perfect time, like the little hit. So it just went, you see him go over. Ah, mm, mm, ah, mm, mm. It was fantastic. Loving, loving it. Loving them headbutts. Those are my moment of positivity. I thought I would week. get tired of the Claymore at some point, but I'm not. They just look better and better every time. It's getting better and better and better. <laughs> that shot yeah. we had last week, that framing of the guy standing right behind Murphy as the Claymore came in right into camera. And yeah. Yeah. Mwah! Just beautiful. People are learning how to sell it better, too. Yep. So yep. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. Well, there we go, guys. There's our show. But we're not done just yet. No. We've oh, got no. just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 So this week, it's official. Raw has hit the lowest ratings of all time. 1.69 with a .46 in the 18 to 49 demo. That is even worse than uh, Christmas 2018, I think it was, which was the lowest up until now. Yeah, so that is that is that's, that's bad. And it's not even that they're losing... More people per hour. It's just less people are tuning in at the top of the show. Ooh. People are not tuning. God, how bad did it get Raw. by the end? Do we have the hourly I demos? I don't know. But remember what last week, Nick, we were talking about how it's just a, it's a grind to watch a show with no audience, especially a freaking three hour show. I think it's starting to wear people out, and I can't blame them. I can't say I blame them. So yeah, one wonders how low they'll let it get before they start doing something really radical. Uh, on the show to try to to boost people to bring them back, or if they're just going to say it's just you know cost of doing business in these strange times, and just say eh, it'll get where it gets until we get a crowd back. We just don't care. I'm very curious what they do uh, now that they are seeing the ratings truly slip. Uh, a bizarre story, and one that made me laugh. Scott Hall is in a bit of hot water. You may have noticed that he deleted his Twitter and wondered why. Well, it's because uh, Session Moth Martina, who, if you don't know who she is, uh, she's an Irish wrestler. You may know her from, like, OTT or ICW. She's a member of Oedo Tai and Stardom. She's currently signed to Ring of Honor. Uh, bit of a bit of known as being a bit of a troublemaker, drunk, and that's, her, that's literally her character. Um, has some, had some great Twitter exchanges in the past with the likes of John Cena and Virgil. Virgil owes her breadsticks, I'm just saying. But she was asked... What do you think of when you think of this man is shown a picture of Scott Hall? And she replied saying he once offered to buy me a boob job on Twitter, 
but never followed through. Oh, Scott Hall did not take kindly to this and tweeted back, you need a personality transplant, you dumb bitch. Uh, did, he, and did, he, Mart- did he flick a match at her? <laughs> I, I don't know, but the bad guy came out. Uh, she, Second she night to the bad him. freaking guy. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she tweeted, delete my Twitter. <laughs> Second at the bad guy, I'm out. Yeah. She tweeted back at him, ha ha ha, ouchie, mama, hashtag fancies Martina. Um, and then Martina, uh, when Scott then deleted his Twitter, she finished it by saying, never a boring night. On the old Twitter box, eh? Everybody <laughs> hashtag fancies Martina. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, if you don't <laughs> see Scott Hall on Twitter anytime soon, it's oh, because man. He, worked, he got worked by Martina. Oh, that was good. Uh, not so good. Not so much fun, however. Injury reports. Kevin Owens apparently messed up his ankle somehow at WrestleMania. He did come off of the sign onto a yeah. desk. I, I don't apparently, know how he did that. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, he was fine that night. It was a little sore, but the next day it swelled up really big. He's going to be out for another couple of weeks. So that's what's up with Kevin Owens, why we haven't really seen him since. Also injured with a much worse prognosis, Jimmy Uso can't catch a break, either from himself or from just bad luck. He was out for, for however long last year because of his DUI. Now he's out again six to nine months with a busted knee. Damn. So if you're wondering where the Usos were recently on SmackDown, we, and we were, that's where they are. That's Jimmy is out. Excellent news Six for the Forgotten God. Sons. Oh, God. How dare you? Ew. Yes. <sighs> I feel dirty with you saying that. Uh, AEW Dark. On right now, just before now, tonight. It's on today. If you haven't watched it, if you want to watch it, here are the matches. Uh, Ryan Piles, who, as far as I can tell, is an enhancement guy, versus 10. If you don't know who number 10 is, number 10 is the newest uh, acquisition of the Dark Order. I would say mm. tune in just to see this guy. He's uh, he's currently married to Nick's ex-flame, Anna Jay. Uh, and uh, as a result, Nick will probably never like the guy. But he is, I think, going to be something that puts the Dark Order back on the map. He's an absolute house. So that should be really fun. Also, Sean Dean versus Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian versus Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Speaking of AEW, Jeff Cobb was interviewed about that AEW match he had with John Moxley earlier this year. Uh, he said that uh, he was not signing with anybody right now, whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, or AEW, because there's pros and cons with being exclusive and being non-exclusive. He was loving Ring of Honor at the beginning of this year when his contract ran out. Uh, but he's happy being someone who's all over right now. Uh, he was hoping that that match was going to be something that, you know, pe- they were saying he's a guy from Ring of Honor when he was in AEW. So he was hoping it would bring eyes to Ring of Honor and the people that knew from Ring of Honor would follow him to AEW. He was hoping it would be a cross-promotional thing for everyone watching the show. Uh, but he also says that at some point he will settle down. But right now he's enjoying being non-exclusive. Mercenary. Yes. Uh Dark Side of the Ring is ongoing, and producers Evan Husney and Jason Eisner wanted to get Kevin Sullivan's opinion and an interview with him on the Benoit episode. The reason they didn't was because once they asked him about it, and they wouldn't say exactly what it was, but they they said that there was some complicated stuff going on between Kevin Sullivan and his family and the family of Nancy Benoit, um, and that it was beyond a simple yes or no. 
And ultimately, it was too complicated to have him on the show. And that was why they couldn't do it. But they did reach out to him and had a discussion with him and ultimately decided to move on without him, which is too bad, seeing as they pretty much openly uh, accused him of beating the crap out of Nancy in the actual episode. So it would have been nice to at least get some sort of reaction to that, at least Maybe a potential libel lawsuit incoming for uh, Vice? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure he wants to go on and defend himself, but if they're going out there saying basically, not in so many words, but accusing him of being a a batterer on the show, which they did. Right. They led they you to also, believe that he was the one battering Nancy. <laughs> right. right. And thankfully, and they said that they didn't want to do it. Thankfully, they didn't get into some of the conspiracy theories out there that Kevin Sullivan actually orchestrated the whole thing and that Benoit didn't really kill his family. It was all Kevin Sullivan and some of that nutty crap that's out there. They, did, they, they said they were thinking about touching on it and saying that it exists, but it would have been too difficult to discuss it with Benoit's son and the rest of Nancy's family, and it was just been too sensitive, and they didn't want to get into that because it was just, you know, a little too much. Um, while we're on darker stuff, I know I've mentioned this before on the show, but uh, it's official now. Ted DiBiase uh, has been named in Mississippi Department of Human Services audits findings. There's a $90 million of uh, welfare grants and other funds that uh, apparently went wherever they went. They were just being spent all over the place. Um by the uh, Department of Health and Human Services in Mississippi, and a few million dollars, uh, sorry, the Department of Human Services, excuse me, uh, a few million, few million dollars of that went to Ted DiBiase and, uh, and his foundation, his uh, Heart of Ministries, uh, received $2. million after his son Brett began working for the state. So he's not the only one. Brett Favre is also getting caught up in this. But uh, yeah, it's... It's Ted Senior, million dollar man. Ted Senior apparently he, getting his so still money. getting <laughs> still getting his million dollars from uh, right. scurrilous sources, and uh, both his son Ted Junior and Brett are all getting caught up in this, and uh, it has yet to be found what their culpability is, but they are being named in this. Um, but yeah, ninety eight million dollars went Whew. not to poor people, right? And uh, apparently, the stuff it went to for Ted DiBiase's ministries was like. Like they were they were giving them tons of money for travel that totally didn't cost that much stuff that they they didn't have an explanation for where it went, you know they were being given it to then give to the poor, and then apparently it just was never done. So, yeah, uh, nothing has been officially filed in terms of criminal uh, suits against Ted DiBiase and his sons, but uh, they are wrapped up in this. So it's we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that and find out exactly what if any culpability they have in the misappropriation of these funds. Yikes. Wow. Um, If you don't currently have a face mask, or if you do and want a snazzier one, WWE is now selling face masks. Of course they are. Of course they are. Except, Nick, and my initial reaction to this was, freaking capitalism! But all proceeds will be going to AmeriCare's, which is a foundation, a charity that provides medical supplies to healthcare workers. Oh, okay. it is for a good cause. It's not WWE making money off of this. Of course, as we've said before, they do love promoting the fact that they're good people. So in some ways, it's advertising for them. Philanthropy is advertising, right? Um, so I'm Looking at, at them the, right now, they look pretty nice. There's a Fiend actually, one, a Triple H, a Ric Flair, the NWO. One, yeah. The Fiend one looks There's, awesome. It's just his math. Mass, yeah. uh, mouth. Math, math. Mouth. Math. Yes. Uh, $12.99. That's not bad. Nope. That's 
not bad at all. And uh, yeah, as, as you said, some of them are too sweet. They've got the Ali one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the Ali one. We haven't seen Ali in months and months, but they'll make a mask of his stuff because that, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And as you said, Nick, finally, as you said, Undertaker Last Ride, which is a documentary about the dead man. It's a five-parter. It's a five-parter limited series. The first episode is premiering this Sunday after Money in the Bank. Um, I tried to find out when the other ones are airing. I believe it's weekly after that, but uh, it is a five-part series all about Taker. And it starts this Sunday after Money in the Bank, which, of course, you and I will be there for, Nick. We'll be here on Discord talking about Money in the Bank, having a nice little live chat. Perhaps we will keep that chat going and talk about that episode of Last Ride. But, Nick, that is the news. Well, thank you, for Surrey and Dangerous. Last couple of Super Chats I want to call you here. Marshall with two bucks in the Super Chat says the ratings appear to be social distancing. (laughs) Well put. Well put. Uh, And Trevor once again says, I'm out of here. Great show. Enjoy half a shot on me. Thank you very much, Trevor. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the the first live experience. I'll enjoy the whole shot on you, brother. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you for hanging out, man. Hope you had fun. I hope you guys all had fun over in our chat here on YouTube, which, of course, we are on for every single one of our shows. So find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash BWO. And uh, and go ahead and click the you know how it works. Click the little bell. The, the thing click do, the, do, do that subscribe thing. Subscribe so that you know when we go on, you can join us and hop in the chat and hang out with us and all the other phenomenal ones over there. It is a lot of fun. Yes, it is. And also come over and join us in Facebook, guys. You can search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get right into the group with everyone else. Fun memes, cool news stories, really positive atmosphere. Not like your typical wrestling group on Facebook. Come and join us. We're very, very proud of that. I'd also like to welcome to the moderator crew, and I want to thank them for stepping up, Mr. Andy Jessup and Mr. Lyle yes. Frailing. We have officially been deputized. tip to the sheriff. sheriff. Sheriff McDonald has two new deputies in the Facebook discussion group. So I wanted to give them a shout-out, thank them for being willing to step up and help out with the group. Thank you, guys. Uh, recruiting is actually closed at this time, but we'll let you guys know when uh, when the sheriff is in need of additional headcount and resources, uh, but also over in our Discord server as well. They have been uh, upgraded to moderator. So if you have any questions about how to do anything, uh, if you need to report a post or anything like that or you need to call attention to something that's out of line, please report it to either Jared... Uh, Lyle or Andy. Thank you guys again for being willing to step up. You can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. As Ian said, streaming live right here at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe to hit all them buttons. Mm. I found some new keys to unlock today, so you'll start getting some notifications about half an hour before we go live, so you won't miss it, but you got to have your notifications turned on to get those cool little notes and alerts from Nick. Last but certainly not least, head over to patreon.com slash BWO if you'd like to get in on some of the exclusive rewards, such as the ability, the a copy of the show notes for every single episode, the ability to ask listener questions for our patron mailbag series that we do every Saturday after our main show, bonus episodes at the $10 tier, Skype calls, co-producer segments, all kinds of good stuff happening over at patreon.com but my, slash BWO. But my name is Nick yes. Howell. You can find me on Twitter at datacenterdude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God, would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. 
For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.